Oh my gosh, everyone, welcome back to BuzzFeed's The Library, a podcast with the same amount of beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers, RuPaul's Drag Race. And we are back with a special pop-up episode. It just showed up in your feed and you're very excited as we are because the All-Stars 3 cast has been announced. I am beside myself with excitement not only to be talking about this, but to be reunited with my Drag Race sisters. Eleanor, hi, I've missed you. I've missed you too. We're reunited. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I'm thrilled to reveal our third guest, Zachary Aris, the the reigning champ of all things RuPaul's Drag Race Aww. at BuzzFeed. I am revigorated and I am ready for this new crown. I'm so glad to have the fam back together. I know. It feels really good because I think All Stars is something we just need in our lives right now. Even if the show isn't on, just to have this these group of queens to talk about has filled my weekend with just mm-hmm. so much excitement and enthusiasm. I mean, don't you feel like that extra like verve? It's that excitement that courses through your body when you know a new season is coming. It is a light at the end of the dark tunnel that is life. Absolutely. (laughs) I think this is what normal people feel about football season. Interesting. All right. Well, we are better than them. So I want (laughs) to... You're not wrong. I want to... I want to start by asking you both a question, because this is something I think we think about a lot when it comes to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars in particular. I mean, what does that mean? What do you feel like All-Stars means now as the show exists? Is it people who are the best from their season? Is it fan favorites? Is it people who need a second chance? Is it something in between? I mean, Zachary, how do you sort of parse that word? It was difficult for me because I was a little bit conflicted about the first two seasons of All-Stars in that I felt like season one and season two of All-Stars were just too many fan favorites. Like it was too much of, too expected. And Mm -hmm. that's why Tatiana and Mimi I'm First were kind of refreshing in their seasons because like they weren't expected. Right. People, the fans didn't want them there. But once they got there, you know, Mimi had somewhat of a redemption because we got to see how terrible Pandora Box was. But <laughs> Tatiana, when I looked at the announcement for season two and I saw Tatiana, I was like, she's going home first. I don't like her. Yeah. You know, this is going to be terrible. But I became such a fan. And yeah. I'm excited for All-Stars 3 to give that opportunity to queens that people may not know how amazing they are. I guess All-Stars is a little bit of a misnomer because, I mean, if you look at the first All-Stars, it is a mix of people who a lot of fans believed should have gone farther in their season, um, right. like Manila, like Jujube and Raven and Latrice and Tammy Brown, although that is, that is a contested right. point. Um, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> and then in uh, All-Stars 2, it was like... You know, so many, so many incredible people, Alyssa, Alaska, Katya, obviously all like sort of like the real heavy hitters. Yeah. So I guess it is kind of like a you're awesome. We're going to give you another chance, which makes some of the choices for this season kind of surprising. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it felt like All-Stars 1 was basically who was available. And then All-Stars. <laughs> they didn't have a All- big pool. Right. They, it was much, much smaller then. And then All-Stars 2 was like, here are the people that the audience loves the most. Let's bring them back and give them the chance to really cement their status in the hearts and minds of our fans. Whereas this season, the queens very much feel like, you know, 
let's actually see what these people can do. Because unlike season two, where you had Relaska talks, there's not a huge pool of people coming from the same season. They really spread the wealth around this year, which I think is going to create a more interesting dynamic season because you're going to get to see sides of Queens you didn't actually have the opportunity to see on their Mm -hmm. original season. The other thing that was very clear from season two is it wasn't all fan favorites because you have Fifi O'Hara and hers was very much the redemption, right? Mm -hmm, Like the the villain redemption. Um, I am curious how they're going to tease out each person's narrative for All-Stars 3. And I think, as we'll get into, I'm sure, with the reveal that just happened, they kind of teased out what some of those narratives are going to be. Mm Yeah, well, let's dig, let, let's dig into that and let's work backwards, obviously. So I want to start, you know, if we're talking about the redemption of Fifi, I think Aja from season nine is in a similar position than, you know, she wasn't as hated by any stretch of the imagination as Fifi was by the fans. But I think she grew so much during her season that she's going to have sort of a redemption of her own artistry in mm-hmm. this All-Stars 3. What do you guys think about Aja returning? I know a lot of people were apprehensive because she it's only been one year since they mm-hmm. fil- they finished filming uh, season nine. But at the same time, like Aja's very young and Im- look at it this way. If you took a test in your junior year of college versus a test in your senior year, think about how much growth is in that year. Like she is in that age bracket where one year makes a tremendous difference. And we see that in her promo look. She looked beautiful. Like her face was flawless. Her, the interview was like engaging. She was funny. Mm -hmm. She was put together. She played into the character well. I'm very excited. And to be honest, I think that with Aja and with quite a few other queens this season, we could see more of what Tatiana did. Like showing the world the levels that you can do. Just a quick stat sheet for Aja. So (laughs) season nine queen was she came in ninth place. Uh, She was eliminated in episode seven after the acting challenge for 90210. Uh, If you remember, she threw a fit about playing um, the older woman role that eventually went to Shea Coulee. Who almost won. Yes. And then... um, uh, Aja just like couldn't get it together in acting and she was eliminated uh, she won no challenges her season Snatch Game was not so great Alyssa Edwards but she was like the memeiest queen not mm, meme right. at first memeist memeist queen <laughs> she was the queen that from which all the memes sprang forth when she mm. read Valentina in Untucked. And so I think that, like, Aja is definitely, like, a queen for 2017 and the mm-hmm. way that fans consume Drag Race. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's very social media savvy, and she knows how to play to that. And I think, like, for f- people who became fans of the show in season nine, all of the new fans... She is a bridge to All Stars three to you know your your Morgan McMichaels is that right. people might not know right that are a bit of a deep cut of a casting choice yes mm. I, uh, I I you know, I will say too is that one Eleanor you sound so football giving that <laughs> stat sheet also Shay did win that challenge she did yeah okay um, but B 
I was also excited to see in her her Meet the Queens promo thing. I was excited to see her holding a live chicken doing a Santeria ritual. I was, <laughs> was just like, oh, amazing. it makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting how in her you know little B roll package, she seemed to lean more into her spirituality. Yeah, and I wonder if that mm-hmm. is a narrative that will come up. Ooh. Is like like you said, her layers. Yeah. Uh, Jarrett, what do you think? I'm, gr- I'm fine with it. I'm frankly surprised we don't have more season nine queens, but also at the same time, I think it's a relief because I think, as you know, I was saying before, when you have something like that season five or Alaska Talks reunion, it creates a repetitive narrative that I don't think the show needs, especially in a third season of All Stars. So I'm very excited to see what Aja can bring with this additional year of education. But I want to ask something, and I'm now going to jump around, even though I said we would stay on track. When we talk about, you know, Zachary, you were saying, imagine taking a test your freshman year versus your senior year. I think that was a huge narrative we saw in Shangela's package when they announced Mm -hmm. she was returning. You know, she said in season two, she was five months in. In season three, she was one year in. Now she's years into her drag. Mm -hmm. And I was was surprised at first that... Shangela felt All-Stars was something she needed for her brand. But when I listened to her explain her reasoning for wanting to come back to really put her artistry on display to the world, it actually made a lot of sense for me, you know, because we truly haven't seen Shangela, the drag queen, as she is today on television. So what did you both think about the return, the third return of Shangela? I'm here for it. She clearly has grown a ton. And right, in her package, she was saying that... So season two, she was eliminated first. Um, She walked in there with all the confidence in the Mm -hmm. world, didn't know how to sew, her costumes were falling apart, but like made it into the show on like sheer drive and force Mm -hmm. of will. And then clearly was left such an impression on people that Rue brought her back in season three. Mm -hmm. She famously popped out of a box in a reveal, and then she managed to hang on in season three uh, to make it to the top five before she was eliminated. And won two challenges, including the Queens in Space uh, challenge and the The, stand-up comedy challenge. Um, She was Tina Turner in the Snatch Game. Like, Shangela did pretty well in season three. And I think... I really think that Shangela could have even gone farther in season three, but season three was very stacked to do... Season three had the most sewing challenges, Mm -hmm. fashion and runway challenges. There wasn't a lot of things outside that box. So that season was very geared towards Raja. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you know... Very much. You know. And I think Shangela could have gone farther. And it's funny because on Shangela's season, every, every queen there just was so annoyed with her and they were like Shangela's always hallelooing and she's so annoying and she's so young I don't like Shangela blah 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 at the end of the day Shangela has worked the most of any Rue girl Shangela hosts all of the events she hosts all of like um, whenever like the winners events now Bianca co-hosts but like Shangela's always there Shangela like now everyone loves her everyone Mm -hmm. repeats that catchphrase she looked beautiful I'm really excited to see where she is right now and it's funny Bob the drag queen had a really really good Twitter post Shangela's basically been on more seasons of Drag Race than Santino Rice. Because <laughs> she was on season two, season three, season four, episode one, she popped out of a box and then got killed by a zombie. Oh, yeah. She was on season... <laughs> was the show folding in on itself. She was on All she, Stars she, two, 2 as a... Right, she, um, the, the Snatch, snatch Game. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And now 
All Stars 3. So technically... And she's hosting movie night specials on VH1. Like, she is a working entertainer. She's here to work. She has the fucking hustle. Yeah, she does. Shangela reminds me, Kathy Griffin said this thing once. She was like, you never, I've never turned down a job in my entire life. And that feels like Shangela. You know, she's never said no to an opportunity. Well, I want to I want to pivot to Shangela's very, 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 very brief season two cast member as Shangela went home 12 minutes into that season. <laughs> um, Morgan McMichaels, who, frankly, to most people is probably best known for getting into the fight with Mystique Summers Madison when she said, bitch, I'm from Chicago. It felt like that is her great contribution to All-Star, I mean, to Drag Race. And so I was very surprised to see her back, but I love that they're looking really at all of the seasons when trying to get these queens to return. Uh, Eleanor, what did you think about the return of Morgan, and what are her football stats? Okay, so season two, she came in eighth place. Um, While Shangela was being eliminated first that season, Morgan was winning the very first challenge. She grew up in Scotland, which was a fun fact I didn't know. That is less stat and more just like, all right. Um, <laughs> she was also apparently in the Lady Gaga applause video, yeah, which was filmed at her jazz show. Yeah, with or, uh, Shangela. Which was Mickey's. filmed at her drag show, not her jazz show. Um, but yeah, and then <laughs> she was fossil. eliminated. She came in eighth place. She was eliminated in episode five. Um, but the thing that she said in her, you know, reveal narrative that I thought was interesting is... She has this sense that season two is more pure in a way Mm -hmm. because it was before social media. She made a comment about like people didn't really have developed characters. You just kind of went out there and performed and were judged on that. So I wonder if I'm reading too much into this, but I detect a little bit of saltiness uh, Mm. from her in the way that the show has evolved or the way that fans are engaging with the show or the way that queens are shaping their performances and their characters Mm. to feed into that. Or maybe she's just commenting on how things have changed. But I think that the challenge for her in All Stars will be to compete against some of the more, I don't know, younger, savvier queens like Aja. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think that it's a sense of I didn't. I did not get the benefits of being on Drag Race that some of these other queens have gotten who came later, and so now I'm coming to get mine. Zachary, what do you think? I think it's kind of weird that Morgan is going to to mention how it's how it's strange that like her season wasn't very character focused, and yet now girls are reaping the benefit of later seasons with more character specific or character driven drag personas it's funny because that wasn't a decision that like Rue made that was just queens getting on there who they themselves developed a drag character Mm -hmm. like it's not anyone's fault that you just lip sync like in my my opinions with Morgan um her promo look is awful her interview boring and her meet the queens she looked super dated with those orange fading like sunglasses i don't like morgan mcmichaels i never have i think morgan mcmichaels look i'll say it because i will (laughs) never go out to california Jarrett. but morgan mcmichaels is a product of 
L.A. drag queen mediocrity where she's she's in this friend group of Raja and Raven and Delta and all those girls. And the only reason that they're as famous as they are is because they're all in L.A. That's where New Now Next is. That's where the studios are. So they're just always there. Like if she Mm. if you decontextualized her and moved her to a different city, you would Never hear from her again. You would hear from her less than India Farah because I do not like Morgan McMichael. Wow, strong feelings, Zachary. I'm so sorry. I feel terrible saying that because I don't <laughs> like to say that I don't like a certain queen because I feel that any queen who gets on that show is incredibly talented to get there. But I just don't like her. What I will say is that she has gotten in a lot of fights with Tyra Sanchez recently. And I'm here for it because Tyra has just been <laughs> destroying her online. Which, go research it, because Morgan threw a fit at Mickey's and got Tyra Sanchez fired from a gig after Tyra moved out there from, like, Florida or Atlanta or something. And, yeah, anyway, I don't like Morgan. (laughs) Next. Fair. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, let's move on to a pair of season six queens. One, I'm not surprised at all to be returning, and one I was very surprised to see back. So let's start with the surprise. And that, for me, was Milk. I thought... Uh, You know what? I mean, this is, you know, we obviously didn't have a podcast at the time, so we could never talk about this. But I always felt like RuPaul didn't like Milk. I've always felt like RuPaul thought Milk's drag was kind of contrarian in in a very intentional way to not mesh with the fabric of the show. Um, I think that might have been misguided and that might have been totally my opinion, but I always just had this impression. And so I was kind of surprised to see Milk returning. Uh, Zachary, where were you? Where did you sort of settle on Milk's comeback? You know, on one hand, I was just like not surprised. On the other hand, I was super surprised. But if you really think about it, Milk is a huge contrarian, but Lee Bowery was a huge contrarian and I think that Milk is the Lee Bowery of Drag Race. Like, wow, she, that is a compliment. Like, yeah. If you really think about it, her first episode, she comes out in a beard. And right. then in season seven, they have a whole runway about it. She True. came out dressed as Rue, mm-hmm. like boy Rue, yeah. workroom Rue. And it's funny because the producers would cut it all of her runways as though the judges were like <gasps> disgusted. But then yeah. a lot of times the judges would be like, actually, you're really smart. Like, wow, that is good to think. Like, I think that, like, I'm not sure what Milk, or for any of the queens, I'm not sure what many of them are going to do for episode one of All Stars 3, which we know is going to be another talent show. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what she's going to do. I know that Morgan is going to do nothing and then go home, but I don't know what, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm fine with, but I don't know what Milk is going to do. But I'm very excited. I have no idea what she could do. And I love, okay, when I first saw her, the promo look of her in that like that uh wrestling bodies yeah that muscle yes. bodysuit at first i was just like what the fuck are you i love you milk yeah that is so it, cool milk <laughs> it's milk strikes yeah. me as more of like uh from like the gender fucker tradition mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. like pure drag or like fish drag you know remember the long pinocchio nose you mentioned the that. beards the bald cap i think milk just likes fucking around with gender and costume um, which in many ways is like not what Drag Race has been about but I Mm -hmm. also think that like Sasha Velour is a more more refined at what Milk was trying to do and perhaps the beautiful reception of Sasha has paved a way 
for a drag race that is ready for somebody like Milk. That's Yeah, that's yeah. a little bit more gritty and hard. I will say maybe part of the reason why I like Milk was that during her Pinocchio runway, and I forgot about it until just now, it was a long time ago, but I did fan art of it, and she retweeted <gasps> me. Aww. Oh, yeah. that's very nice. Also, like, Milk's hot. And everybody oh, yeah. thinks so. And Milk's like, one of the hottest out of drag contestants. So of course you have that. to put her back and in. And like, yes, she's destined to be back on the show yeah. for that alone. I mean, I'm just really glad to have a season where I finally learned that Milk, Pearl, and Ivy Winters are not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and Max, also be... Max. Yeah, and, right. I'm surprised yes. Max isn't here actually on this season. Um, well, moving on to Milk's season six sister, Ben De La Creme. I thought this, to me, honestly, felt like the most obvious, in a good way, yes. returning mm-hmm. returning queen. Yes. A uh, quick rundown of the stats. Season six, Bendela came in fifth place. Um, she won Miss Congeniality. Um, she's a Seattle queen and a friend and sister of Jinx Monsoon. She won the Snatch Game uh, for her Dame Maggie Smith impression, which was I legendary. Maggie so Smith. Good. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I can think about individual answers she gave during that Snatch Game and laugh for five minutes. Oh, I mean, yeah. When when I think about citrus, it was so. When she says we originated the language, (laughs) I just it was. She was so fast and funny, and that a brain like that in a queen with her capabilities really excites me for her to have another shot at this crown. Me too. She also won the first. She won two challenges that season. She also won the very first episode for her Golden Girls inspired outfit. And then she was eliminated uh, during the glitter ball. And one of the biggest criticisms that Michelle Visage gave her was that she, A, didn't show enough of herself and was too much of a character and that all of her looks were like the same sort of style and silhouette. So Mm. I think the challenge for Ben this season is to like put more of her real self into her drag which is like a very like vague thing to do um but the other thing that was interesting that she said in this past episode is that she saw her real legacy in the show was uh basically not being shady yeah right like basically not being a, a a source of drama yeah. Will that change this season? I hope not. I mean, like, they they certainly tried it. Like, Darian kept on attacking Ben yeah. in her season. And, you know, it's funny because, like, I think that Ben gets dismissed sometimes in the drag community online or, you know, or gets, gets some hate. I think that Bianca – look, I'll burn another bridge. I don't like Bianca Del Rio because – um, a, I don't like her comedy, and I don't like the racist undertones in some of her acts. But what I will say is that Bianca has run this smear campaign against Ben De La Creme of like Ben De La Creme is entitled, and she's like, oh, I should have been in like uh, I should have been in top four instead of Darian, and whines all the time. And I'm like, well, yes, Bianca Del Rio, Ben should have been in the top four instead of Darian Lake. She probably should have been in the top three. But, like, I'm happy she's here. Me too. I love that. I'm ready. Yes. I'm very – this was one of the ones I was – I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Okay. So moving along to season seven, we have another pair of queens. And, you know, what is going to be really interesting with this first queen is I feel like – she represents something that we very, very rarely see on the show, which is someone who really does not make any kind of 
significant splash on the show and then blows up outside the show in a way that is really unheard of. And that's Trixie Mattel. I didn't even remember her really on the show. And I fell in love with her, with her show with Katya that is online and now going to (laughs) Viceland. You don't agree. No, that's the name of their show. Oh, I thought you were complaining. I was so confused. How dare you, Jared? <laughs> no, the name of Trixie and Katya's YouTube show was... Oh. Exactly. <laughs> no, so, I love Trixie. I think she's the queen to beat. Yeah. She is She is the queen to beat this season. It was a very smart move on the show's part to bring her back because I actually think more than any of the other returning queens, Trixie will bring an audience to this season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so she wound up coming in sixth place. She won one challenge, which was... And uh, do you remember in se- season seven, there was this yeah. interesting thing where the queens who had been eliminated were allowed to come back back and partner with uh, existing queens in a conjoined twins challenge. And Trixie teamed up with Pearl. Who eliminated her. Pearl eliminated Trixie like a few episodes prior. Oh, true. And then they paired up to be the back. conjoined twins. And Pearl was the beauty queen and Trixie was the braces ugly queen. Right. Quote unquote ugly. She was amazing. And <laughs> then she got to come back, um, which was like a great redemption yeah. for her. She also won the reading challenge. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I think like Trixie's so funny and I just want more of her. Yeah, I think there's a lot there that we haven't seen on the show, but we've seen on other shows. Um, she also seems it, to have a similar narrative to what Katya's narrative was on All Stars 2, totally. where Trixie mm. was saying, I was scared last time, and now I'm not. And that was very much Katya's narrative. I the Okay, I love Trixie Mattel. I think that I also think that she's the one to be. I, I, think, that, I think that you're going to see a top three of like Trixie, Shangela, and Milk. Interesting. I, I feel that, that that's going to be the top three. Maybe Ben could squeak in there. It's funny because Aja said in hers, she was like, we all know that we all knew that Alaska and Chad were going to win their seasons. Wouldn't it be funny if like someone came in, proved themselves, right. and they instead won instead of the expected one? Which, A, I would absolutely love someone to impress me more than I am already impressed with Trixie. What I will say, though, Trixie's downfall, I don't think that she's the greatest lip syncer. Mm. And I think that there are some other girls in there who might be able to beat her because if mm-hmm. they do the same format of like the two top people lip sync, yeah. I think that you're going to see Trixie fall into that Katya narrative of like constantly at the top, but never but not. cinching the deal. Mm. Interesting. I also wonder if because she has tied her brand so closely to Katya, if that will like help or hurt her, even in the right. way that we're like her narrative on All Stars 3 or the narrative that the show is teasing out is the same as Katya's mm-hmm. narrative. Is that because they are dear friends and they do a show together? Yeah. What or, happens I, when Ka- what happens when Trixie has a foil instead of a best friend next to her? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so what you're saying is it might be a little of like a, a repeat. Yeah. Like like what happens like, you know. Jasmine was the one who really came for Trixie in season seven. But like, what if there are some rumors that like episode one that like Trixie does really well and eliminates a friend of one of the other contestants and then that friend gets pissed off. And like, what happens when there's a foil against Trixie? I, I didn't think she was a great competitor in season seven. And I'm worried that like it might all fall apart for her. She is my pick to win, but. 
Interesting. Yeah. Mm, well, we shall see. Speaking, yeah, speaking of season seven, let's move on to Kennedy Davenport. And I mean, listen, I remember the Roar lip sync the way we all do, but Eleanor... <laughs> Break down some stats for me because I don't really remember a ton else besides her snatch game and that one roar performance. So, okay, Kennedy made it to the top four in her season. She is a, like, legendary pageant queen. She has won a million trophies. She's very polished. Uh, She's from Houston, Texas. Um, Yeah, for the snatch game, she won Little Richard. That was one of her challenge wins. The other challenge win was for the spoof music video. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Either the thing with Kennedy is that we saw everything that she was able to give and she was mm-hmm. limited by her own experience having just competed in pageants, which mm-hmm. the show now asks you to do everything, mm-hmm. or we haven't seen everything she's capable of yet. I'm not sure. I think that uh, Kennedy is a precursor to uh, Trinity Taylor in the sense that like, Kennedy is a refined pageant girl who is a gifted comedian. Mm -hmm. Like her little Richard was incredible. The uh, spoof challenge was another comedy one that she won. She almost won the, um, the John Waters challenge when she was um, Dawn with the cha-cha heel scene. Like Kennedy is actually really funny. And I think that like, if, if she comes into this with a creative mindset and just like, Let's uh, like just lets herself experiment and just enjoy it and have fun and be crazy sometimes and stunning the next. Like, I think Kennedy could really surprise everyone because, I mean, she beat Katya. And I think right. that's where so- some online hate comes from because she beat someone that a lot of other people really like. Mm. Yeah. Jared, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, I mean, I'm excited to see what these queens have that we haven't seen, but I kind of agree with Zachary that if she made it so far, there might be a chance we have actually seen everything she can mm-hmm. do, but I'll be curious to find out. Yes, definitely. All right, pivoting to our last two queens, both from season eight. The first is Thorgy Thor, who, again, another surprise for me because I didn't really think she was a fan favorite or someone who went home too soon. Uh, What do you think, Eleanor? I loved Thorgy. She was always one of my favorites in season eight. Um, She was like part of the trio of Brooklyn girls that also included Acid Betty and Bob. Bob. Um, And like they were such an odd trio. Thorgy always like had a soft spot in my heart. Um, She never won a challenge, though. I did love her Michael Jackson for the Snatch Game, which in a way I think Kennedy Davenport paved the way for by doing a male character. I didn't know that she had auditioned seven years in a row to be on the show. I feel like that was mentioned on her season, but very briefly. I definitely forgotten to. Thorgy is like a clown. She's art. She is a professional classical musician. Her whole thing also sort of echoes a little bit of the Sasha thing of like Mm -hmm. too smart, um, like Mm, too intellectual. And then her biggest criticism from Michelle was that she didn't know how to edit. Um, Mm. She would just put too much on more and more and more and didn't know how to scale it back and be elegant or understated or Mm -hmm. suggestive. I don't know. I always I found Thorgy so entertaining. Yeah, me too. I think that Thorgy is actually one of my favorite queens that I've seen on the show. Like, she's one. I think that Thorgy, from an aesthetic perspective, I think she has one of the best bodies on the show. 
She is very tall, very slender. She has really long legs. She looks incredible in outfits. I love her style. I and the thing is, is that like, I love a. I love that she's also a classically trained musician. And I have a theory that on episode one, if they do that talent show again, I think that you're going to see Trixie and Thorgy as the two top winners because all the other girls, all I know that they can do is just lip sync and death drop. And while that could move someone to the top, the downside is you have four girls who that is their talent. And I think people were really shocked that Thorgy was eliminated. She came in sixth place. She was eliminated before Derek Barry, who had been in the bottom more times, I think. I could be wrong on that. But everyone expected Derek Barry to go home first because Derek Derek was one note and and didn't have interesting outfits. And you have Thorgy, who is like an artist with a capital A. And it was kind of improbable seeming that she gets eliminated before Derek does. Thorgy could have had... The narrative of Sasha Velour. Sasha Velour never won an independent challenge. She obviously won two group ones. But Thorgy was kind of in that same boat. And Thorgy went home against Chi-Chi. And I don't think that Chi- Chi-Chi's a great lip syncer, but I didn't think it was that great. And I think that this could be a redemption. But at the same time, I really didn't like Thorgy's gold look. Mm. Yeah. I really got underwhelmed. That's okay. Yeah, um, that's right. Going back to Derek for a second... I'm now remembering that the episode that eliminated Thorgy was the shady politics one. Yeah. And Bob and Derek were on a team. They were. And it was actually, they were funny in that one. They were very funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know who should have been on the bottom in that team? I will say it now. It should have been Kimchi and Naomi, and Kimchi would have went home because Kimchi can't move on the stage. Mm, but instead, it was Thorgy Thor and Chi-Chi our Devane. final Chi-Chi Devane. I mean, I will say, and I know, Zachary, clearly you disagree with me, but I feel like we saved the best for last yes. because I adore Chi-Chi Devane <laughs> oh, so me too. much, so much. I just, you know, when we talk about one of the opportunities that All Stars presents, which is to show how far a queen has come since her original season, I feel like much like Shangela in some, had Shangela not been everywhere over the last nine years. I mean, to me... Chi-Chi's evolution in season eight was incredible. So to see what she's done since then, I couldn't be more excited. I think she has a wonderful personality. I agree with you. The lip sync wasn't great. But I, I'm, she's someone I'm really, really, really excited about and kind of who I'm rooting for on day one. I... I, I am also very much rooting for Chi-Chi because mm. I always loved her. I wanted her to be top three of season eight so badly. Yeah. She made it to the top four and then was eliminated. I wish it was her instead of Naomi. Same. Um, Same. And she won one challenge, the um, acapella sing-off, yeah, Bitch Perfect, because if we remember, Chi-Chi is an incredible dancer and gives amazing face. Yes. So And like her personality is so beautiful she's said she was the only drag queen in shreveport louisiana until Mm -hmm. she started her own scene there and like she is a fighter yeah i i love her i think she's so charming yeah my prediction that trixie will win would make me happy but i want i agree with you jared i want it would be an american idol moment yeah she's she's from and I, I do want to say one thing about um, the fact that she is a fighter. And I do like Chi-Chi. I do. I really do. But in terms of, like, her being a fighter, I remember they even played it in the Meet the Queens. Um, not the Meet the Queens. But in the uh, uh, cast announcement video when 
Michelle was ragging on Chi-Chi's outfits. And then Chi-Chi was like, well, I don't have the money. And she's motioning to uh, Nisha Lopez, who mm-hmm. was in that gorgeous, like, neon uh, look that Nisha was in. And she was like, I don't have the money to, like, buy something like this. And then Michelle says, baby, you don't need money for that. A, Michelle, you are a rich white woman telling a queer black man from Shreveport, Louisiana, who dresses up as a woman, that it doesn't matter about money, but you're making fun of his outfits? That... Or criticizing. Ugh, like, I know that she was making fun I, of, but yeah. yeah. Critiquing. Like, I, ugh, I visibly dry heaved. I, but what I will say, Chi-Chi is endearing. She's sweet. She's funny. She's an amazing performer. I actually liked some of her looks in the sense that, like, Chi-Chi was a real drag queen. Like, she put on duct tape around her wrists for bracelets, and it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm ready for her. Yes. Also, her performance of And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going is still one of my all-time favorite oh, with lip the, syncs. With the beads. The beads when they, like, that exploded. fly everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That was, was actually great. a beautiful moment. It was great. I mean, I'm super excited for these nine. And as Rue told us at the very end of the special, there will be a 10th queen to be announced on the show in episode one or until Reddit spoils it, which it already has for for some people, if you believe. I have removed myself from Reddit this season because I don't want it spoiled for me, but I have my theories. I have theories too. Okay. Well, I want to hear them. Eleanor, who do you think the 10th queen will be? Okay. So... You think about how this show, coming off of three Emmy wins, is trying to ride the wave of fan excitement and trying to up the ante of the show. So I feel like the only move is Valentina because Mm. that will create such a stir. People will 100% watch it because they want that Aja Valentina showdown. Mm. I worry that her presence would totally overshadowed the rest of the entire yeah. proceedings but quite I see right. change <laughs> but yeah but I think it has to be Valentina because people mm. are dying for a redemption for her both for her elimination and her subsequent like like foray into villainy if she played a villain I'd be so here for it actually. I know I know the problem I think is I, she still doesn't see herself as that yeah. though she's she's complicated though her narrative is yeah. complicated and I think if the show is trying to go big, it's going to be Valentina. That's true. Okay. What Zachary, think? what do you think? Um, okay. I remember like months and months and months ago when the people who were in the audience for the filming of episode one of All Stars 3 leaked the cast because it's a talent show with a live audience. They uh-huh. leaked the cast and they leaked their talents and they they also leaked who was like, who was lip syncing against who and who sent who home. And I'm like, well, actually... a audience would wouldn't be there for that so that's a right. lie mm. but they but some of these posts were dead on for who who was on the show so i do trust them a bit one of the things that i saw someone was like bibi zahara benet came out and no one knew who she was and i was like hey that's really shady if you're a fan of drag race you should fucking know the season one winner mm-hmm. um but b i at first i was like oh well, okay bb's part of the cast but then i got to thinking and maybe it's just like me wishing that this would happen. So you think you can dance did this thing where after like season eight, they switched it up where rather than just picking a fresh batch of 20 new dancers every year, they would only pick 10 and then they would have 10 
previous all-stars come back and then like pair with them mm, and mentor right. them. I think it'd be really, really cool if every challenge, a former winner comes back and Ooh. competes against the girls Ooh. within like her element. Like you would have like a third wave feminist, you know, dialogue <laughs> challenge and Sasha <laughs> Velour would show up. Or I, the, you could have said stand up challenge and Bob the Drag Queen exactly, would come out. Or like yeah. a runway challenge against Raja. Like yeah. that would actually be so good. What would you yeah, say like, BB's like main Oh, like talent was. Oh, BB, her, some of her challenge wins because she won all of the challenges at the end. Um, she won the hosting challenge uh, for the talk show. She won numerous lip syncs and runways. Um, she's really good. I would say that she's really good visuals. She's good. She's a good lip syncer. Um, and also she's like, personality-wise and talking, she's actually really gifted with that. Hmm. Um, she's very engaging. So I think it'd be really fun with that. But at the same time, my other other theory is that I think I think they're probably just they, – they should pick someone who has a drama with one of the other contestants. I yeah. think it could be Darian. I think it could be Valentina because Darian versus Ben, Valentina versus Aja. Um, it could be – Jasmine Masters versus Trixie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what I do you think, well, Jarrett? Well, I know who it is because, unfortunately, I have a bad friend who ruined it for me who oh, does no. regret it. But much like Brittany Murphy iconically said, I'll never tell. <laughs> my other the uh, my other hope is um, if it's not Valentina, I actually personally would rather have it be Shea Coulee, yeah. who is yeah. a fucking all star. Yeah, like that's right. she does not need to be redeemed because she is consistently amazing, and mm-hmm. she redeemed herself in every episode. True. Um, yeah, she actually fits with the all star mold. Yeah, that we should like come back. Sh- reshow where all of these queens have been, but really crown the person who, like, no, y- like, you did it. Like, this isn't really, like, to compete for the crown. This is, like, to come back and celebrate, like, who really sh- should have right. also won during their season. Yeah. But what if, if what if the 10th queen was RuPaul? <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> Holy shit! Could you imagine? Oh, my God, I love that idea. I mean... <laughs> Rude she said that she's that. Re- she said that she's revealed the ten queens, and the only other queen there besides Chaka Khan was RuPaul. Oh my god! But oh what if? Gosh. But RuPaul would never let somebody else beat her. Oh no! As she shouldn't, because it's her it, show. It would be crazy if RuPaul was the tenth queen and then won season three of All Stars. It would just be so ridiculous. <laughs> I would die. I would live for it. Like crown it her would now. Be kind of hilarious. <laughs> Oh, well, listen, here's the great news. The great news is we won't have to wait too much longer to find out, although VH1 refuses to say when winter 2018 is really what we have to look forward to. So anytime before March 21st. Yep, <laughs> that is correct. God but damn it. I, I just, you know, I hope it's sooner rather than later because it just felt so nice to be back in the in the, the each of your nooks to have this conversation just crawling up in your brains and talking about our favorite thing, Drag Race. I mean, Zachary, thank you as always for everything you bring to this world. And Eleanor, this was far, far too long since we podcasted together. We can't wait this long again. I missed this and I'm excited for All Stars 3. 
Me too. Well, listen, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you like this, we have an entire season that you can go back and listen to wherever you find your podcast. Rate and review BuzzFeed's The Library. Okay, Jared, cut the crap. Who is it? You don't want to know. Just wait. No, I do want to know. I actually don't want to know. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. The library is closed. 